1: Great to be back with you, folks. We're insanely blessed this week. And uh, as we always are to have God's word, we have with us Pastor Tony Miller as our guest. He, He stuck around for 10 podcasts, setting a new record for guests. We've only had one other guest. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm the best of two. <laughs> yeah. No, at least the longest. We don't want to pick too much on Pastor Crockett. And uh, he's uh,
2: probably best. I'm probably the longest. No, no, you're, you're both equally great.
1: <laughs> and we, uh, we've certainly enjoyed you, Pastor Miller. And with me, as always, is my friend, Stephanie Wesco. So, Stephanie. Uh, We've been talking about all kinds of things over the last two weeks of podcasts. Is there one thing that stands out to you as we've been going through these psalms about praising God, about knowing God, about remembering our blessings? They've all had this thread going through all these psalms we looked at about testifying, praising, blessing. Is there one thing that stood out to you on these last few podcasts?
3: Wow. I think um, if I had to sum it all up, I think of um, the hymn that says, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Look Full on His Wonderful Face. And the things of earth will grow strangely mm. dim. Amen. And the Lord is glory and grace. And I think it all just brings us back to where our focus is.
1: Wow. No, I think I think it's all been about focus. And uh, before we hop back on the discussion we were having about idols and things of that nature, and we're just asking, Pastor Miller, I have a half page full of questions in here, and we've already asked most of them, but I, I just want to keep that going. But before we do that, we want to go back to our segment Because we don't want people to be knuckleheads. We're sure that 50% of the population are knuckleheads, and we want to help them just in case one sneaks in. Most of the people who listen to us in no way are knuckleheads, but there's some that sneak in and that are knuckleheads. So if you've snuck in and you're a knucklehead, we want to give you things so you'll know you're a knucklehead and you can fix those things. And (laughs) So uh, Stephanie, Sister Stephanie, has agreed to do this one. You might be a knucklehead if.
3: If you... Expect and even tell people to lie or cover for you. Yeah, double-headed behavior.
1: I hate lying. You know, I've done it. I I try not to do it. I can't remember the last time I lied. Thank God. I don't want to be a liar. I don't mm. want to misrepresent anything. I don't want to do that. I want to be honest. I did mm. that. You know, that got me through the army, and so far it's got me through Christian. I mean, people have said things about us, mocked us. You know, we could go back to the psalm we started with tonight. Stephanie and I had had all that. But you know one thing, Stephanie? We never lied through all this. Not one, not even a hyperbole. And uh, I want to say that I'm proud of you for that. And uh, I, I'm proud. You know, I'm glad we did that. Well, pride's a bad thing. I'm glad. We don't want to look at it <laughs> proud from a biblical perspective. And then mm-hmm. food, that's, food that's right with God. So i got to be upfront with you about this. So, Pastor, I think I introduced you to this fellow who was in town last week. His name's Jim Apple. So, Jim Apple is from Faithful Flooring. He goes around for churches for offerings and he does flooring. So, he comes by and helps me once in a while on my floor and he's in between churches or something. I try to be a blessing to him, feed him real good, hang out with him, and, and things of that nature. Well, I've wanted a smoker. So, I have an electric smoker. I started smoking some things back here. Yeah, I'm the guy who went to church and said, Sorry, I. I'm running a little bit late to my prayer crew, but I had to take a quick shower because I had been smoking for a couple hours. You know, And of course, Jim Apple corrected it immediately. It said with a smoker, not cigarettes, but anyway, I thought it was funny. But, uh, um, so we go to Lowe's. Lowe's is always good to veterans. If you've got a veteran card or a military ID card, I went walking in, they had a pit boss, a $499 pit boss for 387 bucks. It's a pellet smoker. And, uh, And so they had that for 387 bucks. Then they gave you 10% off for being in the military. And so we tied that puppy right on the back of the truck, Jim Apple and I did. We had a borrow rope. We had bungee cords. You can't lay it down. It had to be standing. Brother, it took us an ambulance came in, took a woman away. We had a prayer meeting around her. I mean, there were things going on during the tying of this situation. And uh, we had prayer with the woman at the back of the ambulance with the paramedics. I mean, stuff happened out there, but in the midst of all that, um, uh, we got the smoker and this is what I want to say food that's right with God so far I've cooked two chickens I've smoked them and and let me tell you something you set the temperature to 250 degrees you put my rub on that bad boy you walk away until the temperature says the chicken you stick a probe inside the chicken and when it gets up to temperature you know you look at it or you get the beep or whatever it's done mm-hmm. and I stuck a little temperature not touched in there not trusting their temperature probe. I stuck my own little probe in there and juice squirted up by my face. Mm. Folks, if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, I don't know what does. That's food. That's right with God. So we've been cranking along in the book of Psalms and we, we were, we were here in, in Psalm 115 and we were talking about idols and it came back and it was talking about the different things in Psalm 115, those first eight verses that we were covering. And, uh, as we were going through that, we were talking about how idols are anything that take the place of God. Uh, pastor gave us three questions. You want, Would
2: you give those to yeah, us Yeah, those three questions really have to do with the heart. Yeah. The New Testament heart involves the mind, the will, and the emotions. Yeah. And so the first one has to do with mind, what you're focused on in your mind regularly. So first question, during the course of a 24-hour period, what do you think about the most? If we hooked up a computer that would tabulate the different subject, persons, places, or things you think about the most. Then that's the first one. And I ask people, put first the most, second the most, third the most to this question in that order. Then the next one is, what do you look forward to the most during the course of a week? What is it that you anticipate the most in order to have the most joy out of? And number three... What is influencing your present decisions and future plans the most? And those questions are questions that have to do with the mind, the emotions or affections, and the will. And I've used that a uh, many a time. And uh, when I was counseling full time at a Christian college, yeah. Uh, I'd often, if I suspected there was an idol of a girlfriend or a boyfriend, I'd ask those three questions, and they'd say, well, yeah, if the, my girlfriend's first on this question. My, mm-hmm. On the second question, my girlfriend is. But the third one, what's influencing my future plans and present decisions? God. I said, no, 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 no. You got a problem there. They will all yeah. agree if you answer correctly. But he knew that God's supposed to influence your decisions, but he didn't realize he was answering really what was the treasure of your heart because where your treasure is, yeah, there will your heart be also.
1: yeah, what yeah. your hormones, friends. That's what that's all about. And when you start placing uh, people things, you know uh my my son, one of my sons had a girlfriend in college. I mean, she just up and bailed out on him yeah. after years. and uh, yeah. So I I think I think, uh, uh, I think you got to watch your emotions. Now, now, just before I go to Stephanie she was ready to say some things. I want to remind you guys of a couple of verses that were in here. It says, "Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory mm. for thy mercy and for thy true sakes. Wherefore should the heathen say? So the heathen are going to the idols that are people who aren't right with God, that aren't saved, and, and certainly we don't want to be in that place. But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold and made with hands. So remember, folks, what an idol is, anything that takes the place of God. And Pastor Miller just gave you a wonderful litmus test. And remember what he said there. They have no mouths. They have no eyes. They have no ears. They have no noses. They have no hands. They have no feet. You have to carry your idol. And uh, so, Stephanie, as we carried on this conversation about idols, we wanted to give you a chance, Pastor and I, realize that we kind of left you out of the last 15 minutes or so of the conversation. (laughs) And uh, so help us along here.
3: Wow. Well, I, this is a very, um, important subject and, um, it's one that's very real to me because, um, going into our marriage, Charles had witnessed firsthand situations where a spouse or an image or whatever, um he had experienced it way more than i had as far as seeing it up close where that was that was the focus that's what was worshiped and going into our marriage he just very very kindly very lovingly but very firmly informed me jesus christ is my focus mm. first and foremost yeah, amen and any decisions i make you know will go through him first and foremost and um I was so thankful for that throughout our marriage. And I think it's one of the things that held our marriage together through times that were very, very, very hard times when it felt like our marriage was not doing well because of outside pressures that were being put on it. Um, because I knew that he loved the Lord. I knew that no matter what fog he was going through, no matter what confusion and things he was having to work through, he did love the Lord. And that was his focus. And, um, I will never forget the summer before he was killed. He challenged me. I mean, that summer, there were so many things that I looking back. God was, I think the Lord had him prepared to die and God was trying to prepare me. Um, But I remember Charles saying to me, Christ needs to be your identity. Mm. Ultimately, Christ needs to be your identity, not me. And Wow. That's to me, looking back, that was one of the greatest things he could have said to me because, yes, it is very natural and normal and even godly for a wife's identity to be in her husband. That's how God intends it to be. You know, you're one flesh with your spouse. But if Jesus Christ isn't the one holding you together, if he's not the one, you know, that makes you function as a team, if he's not the center of your marriage and of your home then then your identity is not in the right place your worship's mm-hmm. not in the right place and um, I think it's I, I think first Corinthians 10:31 has become such a beautiful verse that I try to focus our family on um, and the class I teach the, the children's class I teach whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, I mean, that, God just includes every solitary aspect of life. Whatever you do, all to the glory of God. And if your focus is on glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be worshiping him. He will Amen. be the center of your universe. And I think that's just, it's a very easy verse to, um, God made it short. He made it simple and he made it very straightforward. That if we're glorifying God, if we're obeying that command to glorify him, Jesus Christ will stay the center of our world.
1: Mm. Amen. And that's, no, that's a good point. And I think it's great that you go into a marriage with that idea that Christ is going to be first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it, it almost should be, uh, you know, like a, a, motto or a moniker. It's more than that. I mean, it should be hanging on your wall, Christ first and, uh, <laughs>
2: hanging on the wall and in your heart.
1: Yeah. It needs to be right in the middle of your heart. And that's good. I'm, I'm glad that we're learning from Charles, uh, and uh, Charles got a couple messages there on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Uh, I I went out there and watched a couple of his messages, and he's a he was a piano player, so he'll be playing piano uh, up in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to go to a couple questions now with Pastor. Unless you want to add to that, Stephanie. I I think uh, I think advice uh, for ladies, uh, Stephanie is really a, a great asset as. Pastor Miller's wife, obviously been in the ministry all these years. And, and I'll tell you, if you ever find yourself where you want to ask a lady question and you listen to this podcast, we'll make sure it gets to Stephanie. So if you're a lady wanting to talk to a lady, we'll make sure that we understand that, you know, ladies look at things differently and see things differently. And, and, you know, ladies, Ladies were made from a rib, you know, guys were made out of dust. We're a little, we're a little more dusty with our approach, oh boy. but anyway, how do, and they were made from a guy's rib, praise God. Uh, anyway, I thought it might be funny. It was not. How do, I, so, so there's a couple, couple questions I got for you, pastor. And I think they go right to what we're talking about here. And I've been copying them over. You answered every other one on the page here, uh, either through me asking you or through today. But how do I know I'm called to full-time Christian service is what one young man is asking. Not only a fellow at church last night, but this is somebody from the podcast.
2: How would they know? When I tell someone how to determine God's will, I tell them to, once again, go at the approach, and they don't realize this when I'm saying it, mind, emotions, and will. Okay? Because God addresses the whole inner being, the heart. So a man needs to take and look at circumstances. Does he have a gift to preach and teach? Others might around him recognize that. They might affirm that. But does he have the ability to do what he's thinking do? Because God gifts people with spiritual gifts in order to do that. Now, he may have to learn what his gifts are. He may have to develop them somewhat, but they're there. So he's got to look at it. And and then he's got to look at his desire. The desire or will is, do you desire this? He that desires the office of a bishop desires a good thing, okay? And so if he desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good thing, but he'll always have the right motive behind it. I remember counseling with a young man. He was a freshman ministerial student. And I said, what's your major? He said, I'm studying for the ministry. I said, why are you studying for the ministry? He says, oh, people... Respect pastors, hmm. and I thought this boy doesn't understand. There are lots of people who hate pastors; they want yeah. to kill them, as as we know with Stephanie's situation. Yeah, I mean that's how bad it it, it gets. Is that to that point, the way people mm-hmm. feel about pastors? But he he had the wrong idea because see, he respected his pastor, and he thought everybody would respect him. I said you got the wrong motive in your desire to be a pastor you ought to consider something else. Sure enough, he went to a different major, and he he came to realize he was in it for self-respect and getting esteem from people. Mm -hmm. No, the right motive is I am, with the talents God has given me, going to further his kingdom the greatest and be the greatest blessing to people that God would allow me by doing this. It's serving God and serving others is the right motive if you have a desire for the ministry, and it's right. Number three, there's a witness of the Spirit, a peace in the heart. This is the way, walk you in it, sort of tranquility that God gives when you begin to pursue it. You're at peace about it. Not that Satan won't oppose. Satan will oppose that. So you analyze with your mind, your brain, so to speak, the gifts you have. You ask other people, do you see whether I can could do this or not you you by experience you trial and error you find out some of those things yeah in your gifts and abilities and past training you can put all that together then the desire with the right motive and then the subjective peace the spirit of god bearing witness this is the way walk you in it yeah now that's a quick summary of the mind the will and the emotions being addressed Don't reverse those. I tell people, look at it objectively. Analyze the pros and cons. Get a list. The pros of it for me, the cons. I don't have this or I do have it. Get a list. Objectively consider it. And then look at your desire and what's the motive behind it. And then do you have peace as you pursue it? Yeah, Yeah. And God won't let, if a person's called to preach, the spirit of God will visit them over and over with that desire and that thought of doing it, and they won't get away from it. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you can do anything else, do it, do it. Yeah. But if you, but if you, if you're supposed to do it, God won't let you go do something else. You'll keep coming back to it. Exactly. Yeah,
1: you keep, you'll keep rounding the corner and coming back to okay. that, and you kind of answer the will of God question too, and which is. Uh, You want to know the perfect will of God. And, you know, we saw that. We talked about that. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself, uh, present your bodies that live in sacrifice, holy and acceptable.
2: I tell people, you you go look and see in the Scripture if there's any commands for it or against it. You start with the Word of God. You pray and ask God to guide you. And then you go to counselors. There's safety in a multitude of counselors. I made major shifts in ministry. When I was going to leave the Christian University and become pastor, I conferred with three godly men that are older than me, that have walked with God, know how to determine God's will, and they know me and they know the ministry, and I asked them, do you see any problems with me making this shift? Okay, of course, in, I'm a married man after I yeah. have, have already talked with my wife, I go talk to these men, Okay. And these men didn't see any problems with it. And then, once again, after you've done that, you come back to circumstances, will, and, or desire, and peace or emotions.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and those things are, it's so important, folks, that we realize that there's something bigger than us that we have a resource to there's something bigger than us. It's God. And we have the Holy spirit of God and and it's more than a feeling. This isn't some name it and claim it type of thing. This isn't some crazy emotional thing. I mean, God will lead us if we're reading the word of God, if we're studying, if we surrender, if we give ourselves as a living sacrifice, he'll show us the will of God. We need to be reading the word of God. And uh, when you're outside of God's will, it's messy. It's a sticky situation. And, uh, I you know I often tell the story so I have a, a young man and pastor knows him you'll never get the name out of either one of us and he's not that young but nine years ago he came to my house and said I want to work in the ministry and we sat here for the next two days he showed up at my house three times what do I got to do well you got to have a good church member. So start taking some bible calls I'll personally help you with some of your support we'll see if we can pay you at the ministry to be an assistant or something like that these are the things you got to do four things easy Nothing. Never heard from the guy again. Nine years later, 10 years later, he shows up at my house a few months ago. This is what God's calling me to do. What do I need to do? Well, brother, I went right to the computer. I pulled down that exact <laughs> same sheet of paper and I printed it on the printer and said, Well, and this time it's even more because he's not a member of church. he <laughs> you got to go back, become a member of church. You got to sign up for this college. But I said, Even I'll help you out a little bit, get things going if you're going to be my assistant. You got to do this and this. You got to sit down with the pastor. You got to, you know, I said, I think this might. Uh, take a few months or a year or whatever, but I think we can do this. I think this is doable. And uh, he left, so I followed him out to the car, and uh, it came two days in a row. I shook his hand, I said, see you again in nine years.
2: <laughs>
1: well, it's been nine weeks, or I don't know, three months, four months. and uh, But, you know, folks,
2: if it's the will of God, he would have been back. Oh, yeah, in the Spirit of God. Well, it says in the Scripture, God works in us both the will and to do of His good pleasure.
1: Yeah, you know we're so thrilled that we had Pastor Miller with us today, and and uh, Stephanie, we're always glad uh, to have the opportunity to have someone like this visit with us. So we want yeah. you to come back sometime this year, and uh, we sure do love you. I looked down; we went over our time a little bit. Want to apologize to you radio stations on there. We never do this to you guys, but we love you. <laughs> Listen, if we can help you in any way, make sure you go out to help the Wounded spirits Look for us. We're certainly honored. Honored to be able to come across your earways. If you're having something going on today, it's all about, uh, it's all about God. Give it to God, like Pastor said. Uh, give it to God. Give it to God. Find his will for your life. You will. We'll help you with that. We'd love to hook you up with a good church. Listen to everything Eric's got to say. Make sure you're saved. All right. God bless
0: you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.